0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour two on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. Dwayne Wade will join us coming up in a little bit. Your phone call is always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Paulie says we're going with a new poll question this hour. Let's give the poll question from the first hour, McLovin. Uh, we didn't have one. Oh, well, then... So this is
1: really the first poll question. I already put it up. Okay. Who Ooh. would you pick if you could have either of these players from the beginning of their career to start a team around? Mm-hmm. Steph Curry or Kevin Durant, who happened to play tonight in Brooklyn?
2: Uh, okay,
1: so I can have them for their entire career. Right, going back to like, what it was it, 2011, 2011 for Steph? Okay. Uh, let me double check. No, it was earlier than that. All mm-hmm. right.
0: Do you want to get your facts together? No, nah,
1: yeah. I figure we just go with what we have. Okay. Right. We'll just kind of be loose on this. 2009-10 was Steph's first year. All right. Kevin
0: Durant's career? In that ballpark. Okay, sort of, thank yeah. you, <laughs> So I can have Kevin Durant to start his career, his his entire career, or Steph Curry. Kevin's a better player, but it feels like Steph is the better weapon uh, in today's in today's NBA. I mean, Durant, you know, can defend. Obviously, he's a, a, a mismatch. Nightmare for anybody, everybody. Steph is fascinating. Steph also is a guy you come out to see. You know, Kevin Durant is not exciting. I mean, he's a wonderful player, one of the great players of all time. But it's not like you go, yeah, mid-range jumper, like it. Steph gives you that entertainment value. I I would say Steph, just because I think what he does is... Yeah, that's tough. Yeah,
1: McLovin. When they do like those top, uh, ESPN does top 100 players of all time. Who ends up higher on the list, Steph or KD?
0: I don't know with ESPN's rankings. The last one that came out, or if somebody else did, the top 100 players. Can you look at that and okay. see? I, I Durant m- might be in front of Steph. I have
1: Durant with one MVP, Steph with two. Yeah. If that means anything. Yeah.
0: I would say, Steph, you know, Durant wanted to join Steph. And I think that that has to factor in a little bit. That Durant realized that I could win a title, he was going to join Steph's team. Yeah, Paul.
2: I guess it's personal preference on this one, because you're getting two sure things. Winners, uncoverable. Yeah. Man, this is, this is as tough as it gets.
0: But, uh, but I would also have to factor in you know, the entertainment value of this. If I get Steph and I, my fan base is going to come out, they're going to watch Steph. Durant is just going to, you know, he's methodical. He just, you know, every night you can plug him in. Uh, I, you know what? Either way, they're not a wrong answer here. You no, know, I like my chances. Yeah, McLevin. So ESPN put out a top
1: 100 in May of 2020. I think yeah. we debated this. They have Steph at 13 and
0: KD at 14. <laughs> okay. Right there. <laughs> yeah. I wonder which one goes into the top 10 or both go into the top 10 and then who comes out. Because who's in the top 10 right now? Well, just ahead of them is
1: Oscar Robertson is at 11. Robertson. Robertson is at 11. Uh, see,
2: Akeem is at 12. Uh, I have to get to the 10 list. Yeah, Paulie. Curry's kind of like, I, I don't know what quarterback you compare him to, but he could use another MVP. He could use another title. It's It hasn't been that long, but they went on that little run, and then they had injuries and so forth. But they're back to that core group. If, they could, if he could get one more title, it would do to him like what a, a title would do for Aaron Rodgers or a title did for Peyton Manning.
0: Yeah. Yeah, or Russell Wilson, one of those guys that's uh, – only has one, still has a little bit of time to win another one. But yeah, if, if Steph, you know, I like them last year, and then Clay got hurt, and I like them a lot this year. Although McLovin goes, you know, Golden State has won all those games playing at home. I go, and? Like, you're... Well, I'm just saying, they'll, they'll come back to earth a little bit. Okay, but they the they've played a lot of games at home. Therefore, you're supposed to win those games at home.
1: Oh, definitely. But you know how the NBA works. It's all, who'd you play last night?
0: <laughs> Who'd you play last night? Are you on the road? It's all just say like rest. The Phoenix Suns have won nine in a row. They beat the Timberwolves last night. As McLovin pointed out, that the, the Suns are on the heels of Golden State. Yeah, they should be good this year. It's just Golden State is doing this, and they don't have Klay Thompson back. Their two rookies they drafted haven't played much, and then James Wiseman, who was a you know a top five draft pick, hasn't played much. They got depth there. I did watch the Lakers against the Bulls. Lonzo Ball hit seven out of ten three pointers last night. Anthony Davis got thrown from the game. It just goes back to and I know that LeBron's not there. You know, let me wait until after Christmas, which I keep saying, but you, you gotta want to play defense and share the ball, and if that's sort of the theme with this team the rest of this season, they're going to be an average team. I can't put all of this on Russell Westbrook. I think he's trying too hard. He's trying to figure out how do I fit in. You know, I'm usually the alpha here. You know, how much do I try to take over? How much do I defer? It comes down to the following. If Anthony Davis is one of the top five players in the NBA, then the Lakers will be okay. If he's not... I don't think you can rely on Westbrook. You can't rely on LeBron as well. Not every single night. But I don't know if Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis should be the Greek Freak. He was the Greek Freak before the Greek Freak. It's just there is this inner drive with the Greek Freak to be great. I don't know if we've seen Anthony Davis's best work, but it feels like we have. I don't think we've seen the best of the Greek Freak, which is pretty scary. Yeah, Paul.
2: I had a staff view you on your Warriors. Uh... They're winning their games by an average of 13.3 points. Hmm. No one else in the league is over seven points. in are winning margin.
0: Yeah, but they're they're winning at home. Oh, come on. Three and one on the road, Dan. Hmm.
1: Three. Okay, we'll see how this uh, road trip ends up.
0: <laughs> Warriors at the Nets and 76ers at the uh, the Utah Jazz. The Niners handled the Rams 31-10. Odell Beckham Jr., the third, made his debut. He did okay. I mean, I didn't expect much out of him. Von Miller made his debut. I didn't expect much out of him. I did expect a lot out of Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't do much, although his quarterback rating was uh, 147.9, the highest of his career, as he threw for uh, two touchdowns, 182 yards. They ran the football. They run the football every time they play the Rams. And they've beaten them five consecutive times. If you're not going to have any pass rush, then chances are Jimmy Garoppolo can look like Bart Starr back there. Here is uh, the schedule here. By week for the Rams, at Green Bay, host Jacksonville at Arizona, host Seattle at Minnesota at Baltimore. Then San Francisco comes to town to end the regular season. Got to win the division. Got to get that home field advantage to start out with. If not, then this experiment is not going to end well this year. It doesn't mean it won't be long term or longer term next year. Still, you know, a team to reckon with. But they went all in, obviously. They went all in before they got Von Miller and before they got Odell Beckham, Jr. the third. Um, so Shaq is 10. Is Kobe, uh, Kobe 9 or 8? 9. 9. Tim Duncan is 8. Uh, let's see. Larry Legend is next at 7. Wilt at 6. Uh, Magic at 5. Bill Russell, 4. Uh, Kareem at 3. LeBron at 2. And Mike at 1. Yeah, Paul.
2: I hesitate to bring this up because I'm probably going to get crushed for it. Is Tim Duncan worthy of that? I know his resume is. Mm-hmm. And the team he was on and the coach and the players he was with, mm-hmm. is he drastically better than Charles Barkley as an individual player, not resume?
0: Yeah, but that doesn't. that's not how it works. Okay. I mean, this is resume. Tim Duncan, without those championships, is not sniffing the top 20. Okay, I guess what I'm saying is if
2: I would rather have Barkley if I could sign one in his prime over Tim Duncan. And that I, maybe that's nuts for a lot of reasons on and off the court, just like Steph Curry's entertaining. I would take Charles Barkley. On my team. I think Charles Barkley underrated because he's so good in the media. Mm.
0: I would take Tim Duncan because I know exactly what I'm going to get with Charles. I don't know what I'm going to get. And sometimes that's spectacular. It it's, I mean, he's unique. There, there's nobody his size who's done what he's done. Elgin, Elgin Baylor is similar for those who are a little bit older. You know, because Elgin felt like uh, he was 6'5", maybe 6'6", but he was an unbelievable jumper. Um, and, and really, he was ahead of his time in the NBA. But Charles at 6'4". Maybe 6'5", and he wasn't afraid of going in there against anybody. But you, know, you got to put Duncan in there. Yeah, he's, he's one of the great players of all time. You may not like his game. There was nothing where you go, that's a signature play. But Duncan was great. Yeah, McLevin. I want to take a guess where our upcoming guest, Dwayne
1: Wade, lands on this list? 2020 again.
0: 19.
2: A little lower. What, Paulie? That was the number that's going through my head. That's a great guess. 26. Between Giannis and Kawhi Leonard.
0: No, no. I was trying to guess what Paulie was going to guess. <laughs> and he's. I said 19. I would say Dwayne Wade right around 25, Damn 26. It. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. I'll ask Dwayne Wade. So we're going to ask him that you can have Steph Curry's career or Kevin Durant's career.
1: right? Or it's a, is there a different question? Who would you build a team around? Mm. Because you said Kevin Durant's a better player. I think most people agree with that. but Yeah.
0: I, I would build it around Steph because there's just a fat, there's still a fascination with him. All right, we'll take a break. Dwayne Wade will join us. We'll get to more phone calls as well. And uh, we say good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner, also our radio affiliates around the country. And uh, we'll take a break back after this. You want to hear something amazing, Discover matches all the cash back you're uh, going to earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. No limit on how much you can earn. It's amazing. Even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover. And that means when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. Discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report Limitations Apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Where their vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech to their five-star sales service financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz vans built equipped, engineered to be ready for anything, go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. He's Dwayne Wade, three-time NBA champ, Turner Sports NBA analyst, and has a new book out, a photographic memoir. It's called Dwayne. It's released today, featuring never-before-seen photos from his life on and off the court. And, uh, of course, he's doing a whole lot since... uh, he uh, stopped playing basketball. You know what, Dwayne? We talk about LeBron as a high school football player. Nobody ever talks about you in your high school football career. Why Why is that at Richards High School? What kind of player were you? It was short-lived, Dad. It, it was about a two, three-year run. It was very short-lived. Okay. But uh, are there any highlights?
3: Um, you know what? I I believe I was, I thought I was a better football player than I probably was. Like in my mind, I was like, I was the next Randy Moss, but really, (laughs) I probably wasn't
0: that good. (laughs) Did you mind getting hit?
3: I didn't, it wasn't my favorite thing. You know, like I, you're not waking up saying I want to get hit. Like it wasn't my favorite thing to do at all. So eh, I chose the right sport.
0: Your attack mode. When did you start attacking the basket?
3: Well, I've always I've always done that, you know. When I when I was younger, I was so small, and you know I couldn't get my shot off over big guys, so I had to use my speed and my quickness. So um, that's the only way I was able to score or play with my dad or my brothers or my uncles. So I I always had that.
0: Who did you model your game after when you were younger?
3: Well, Dan, growing up in Chicago, Michael Jordan. I mean, it's you know the greatest player you know in my generation in my time and. To be able to grow up in in Chicago and be able to t- tune in to WGN News and to be able to watch my favorite player uh, night in and night out. I mean, every move he did, yeah, everything he, you know, he said, how he walked. I, I tried to emulate everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but at, at what point do you realize you can't be Michael that style?
3: Um. I mean, I I just kept trying. I I feel like if you know, I I say this in my book. I feel like if you reach for the stars, I mean, if you reach for the moon, you'll come down with a few stars. And so, you know, if I shoot to be someone on the level of Michael Jordan, um, then me falling short of that is still still pretty high up.
0: What is the picture in the book that brings out emotion? Is there one that you would say whenever I look at that photo, it elicits yeah. something?
3: Yeah, it's it's the photo um, in the first quarter of my book where you will see the building that I grew up in. Um, it's on 59th and Prairie. And when I look at that photo, just all the, all the moments of my life comes, comes rushing back. You know, all I can think about is little Dwayne. know, I can think about Dwayne and I can think about, can think about uh, everything that his family, you know, was going through, everything that he, he went through, everything he's been through. And, and to be here right now, so I can look back at that photo and I could be proud of my journey but I also can look back at that photo and see the responsibility in my journey uh, because I know that there's other, you know, young Dwayne's out there uh, that, that needs the same thing I needed, and they need that, that, that idol, that vision, that image.
0: Because you make a wrong turn, turn. You, you make a wrong decision. Like, like you're, it's different where you grew up. You know, if you, yeah. if you make the wrong choice, you know, it could be something really serious, something really bad. Mm-hmm. Did you have sort of somebody who was watching out, a guardian angel, watching out for you?
3: I feel like I feel like I've had so many, so many um, guardian angels in my life. You know, I, I've watched my my mother, and I talk about it in my book. I watched my mother take the wrong step or take a step that just it took a while to get back from. You know what I mean? It's like I can't say it's the wrong step because it's the step in her journey and her path um, that you know that I needed to be able to to take the different step, you know, like, okay, I'm not going left, I'm going right. Um, but we all have those moments, right? We all have those moments where we take a step and sometimes it, it takes us a little long to get back up and get back on the right path. And so for me as a father, that's been my main goal. My main goal has been how do I help, you know, as much as possible, how do I, how do I help uh, eliminate those those steps that take you a long time to get up from.
0: But do you think you would have been the basketball player, the man you are, if you had grown up in your environment that you're in now, that your kids are growing up in? Um, it, if that makes sense to you. Like what you, where you grow up, how you grew up, as opposed to having a little easier life, uh, would you have been the same kind of player, do you think?
3: I mean, it would have looked a little different. You know, I look at someone like Steph Curry. And Steph Curry grew up with his father in the NBA. You know, obviously, grew up you know, having a very great life. Uh, from the from the standpoint of the 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 visual of you know successful father, mother, and dad together, you know, in the family. And look at him. You know, he still goes out and accomplishes things that uh, the, no one in the game has seen yet. And so, if that hunger um, is inside of you to to want to be great individually, if you want something for your life, um, then I don't think it. I don't think it matters from that standpoint.
0: Did the gangs leave you alone?
3: They did. I was covered. My family was. My family had some high positions in gangs when I was growing up, so they kind of left me alone, let me play basketball.
0: How did that work out?
3: Well, it worked out. It worked out good from from the sense of you know, I didn't. Have, I never had to worry about you know anything from the standpoint of someone trying to take advantage of me because of the family that I grew up in. You know, it was more so like, oh, that's Deanna, little brother. Leave him alone. <laughs> you know, my sister had a lot of rank in the city of Chicago. And so they didn't mess with me. They didn't mess with our family a lot.
0: Were they af- they afraid of your sister?
3: Yeah, my sister had hands, Dan. Like my sister. <laughs> 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 they weren't afraid of me. They were afraid of my older sister. <laughs> um,
0: I want you to play GM. We were just talking about this. I'm going to let you start your team with Steph or KD. You get them their entire career.
3: Do they both stay healthy their entire career?
0: Their career is their career. Steph's been injured. KD's been injured.
3: Okay. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with Steph.
0: That's what I went with. Why did you go with Steph over KD?
3: Well, it it, does, it won't make any sense. I mean, you can close your eyes and pick, but I guess I went with Steph because Steph has kind of uh, revolutionized the sport. You know, he, he's one of those you know, Mount Rushmores from the sense of changing the game um, the way he has, and so I had, give him that little that little nod.
0: Do you care where you're ranked on these lists, all time list? I think your ESPN had the top 100. You're 26th.
3: No, I, no, no, no. That's all subjective. I mean, it, that, you know, it depends on what day. How do you wake up? Was your coffee bitter that day? Did you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't worry about that, but you do want to be named, you know, for me, being named on the top 75, that was important. That was very important for me to, to be recognized as one of the greatest players to play the game. The, the number that you put people, you know, that, that right there can be a, a conversation and discussion that we would never hear the end of. But to be a part of that, that elite group, that's special for me,
0: but you're competitive. Like, isn't there part of you that says I was better than him?
3: No, no, no. Because like when you get up to that level, you're 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 going against guys that you've never you never played against, that you maybe had a chance to see play. You know what I mean? And that level of greatness. These are players who some players I have never seen. But then I'm right there with like Charles Barkley, who I got to see play, who I was a huge fan of, and thought he was an amazing player, right? And so. To me, just to be in that discussion, then I come from nothing. Like I come from the inner city of Chicago. You know, really, when they say you don't know, suppose to, like, how did I get here? i was supposed to be here. It's literally been a lot of things that's tried to knock me down and not allow me to, you know, to be standing here. So to be still standing and to be on that list, I don't care where you put me.
0: What was it like first time you met Jordan?
3: First time I met Michael Jordan, um, it was like a it was a scene out of a movie. Like I was at I was at my draft party in Chicago and i'm in a party and i'm dancing my cousin comes and tap me on the shoulder and he say, hey they won't let michael jordan in he's outside and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> then i'm like stop playing with me and he was like no he was looking on his face and so we took off we ran and so i run outside bust through the doors and michael jordan is sitting outside on a motorcycle with about 30 or 40 dudes behind him and it's like a scene out of a movie and i'm walking closer and closer and i'm like this is like this is my idol like this is jordan and he stopped by and he said he just wanted to show me some love. You know, I just got drafted. I'm from the city. He just wanted to show me some love.
0: Did you invite him in?
3: I did, but he was—he was like, "No, no, no." <laughs> <laughs> they already denied me once. <laughs> <Like I'm... laughs>
0: well, we also brought this topic up. You can have Charles Barkley or Tim Duncan.
3: I'm taking Timmy D.
0: Yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah. He
3: liked he, Timmy D. Like Timmy D. liked to pass. He liked to set screens. He, you know, he Charles was trying to get his buckets.
0: but you know the thing is with duncan is he's so great but he nobody can remember a signature play really from him you know he would hit a turnaround bank shot or he you know he he there was just nothing flashy about him but he did everything that you would want a basketball player to do but people still look at him as a top 10 should he be a top 10 player of all time
3: well i mean for for, an odd in our generation as, you know, Powell Fords. I mean, you know, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, like these guys in our generation, I mean, they're the the cream of the crop. And so, you know, to be able, I played against Tim twice in the finals and the consistency of that guy, the expressions that never change, (laughs) you know, the ability just to be able to like, move on to the next thing, you know, keep your team, no matter if you lost in the finals, getting your team back to the finals the next year when they played us in 2013, I mean, 2014. I mean, just the, the greatness, you know, of Tim Duncan as a leader. Um, I got a chance to experience
0: it. And it's, it's awesome. Kevin Garnett yell at you on the floor.
3: Kevin Garnett yells at himself.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? He's trying to fire himself up. He gets mad at himself.
3: Yeah, like I, 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 first, I think a lot of people think like trash talking and stuff is like, cause you see moments on TV when a guy get into it and maybe they get a technical foul, but like that is that don't that's so far in between. And KG would just talk to himself, and you think he's talking to you, he may be talking about you to himself, <laughs> but he's talking to himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did Kobe talk to you?
3: You know, you what? Know, I was, you want to tell you a funny story about Kobe. When I first got in the NBA, like, one of my idols, Kobe Bryant, and I, I my 10th game in the NBA, I get a chance to play the Lakers, and I eventually get switched off on Kobe, and I'm guarding him, and he's just like, he's just whistling. He's just making like, he making little noises, and I'm like, he don't even take me seriously. Now I'm scared.
0: How scary was that one? You know, we talk about rhythm shooters, scores, and then once yeah. they get going, it's like, you, you know, you hold on for dear life.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, just guarding Kobe, especially at the times where he wanted to shoot every shot. <laughs> and they was going to give him the ball every play try to guard him. A lot of my teammates got the switch off. I was like, hey, D. Wright, go get Kobe. <laughs>
0: but I can't imagine what the Raptors must have felt like when he put up 81.
3: Oh well, yeah, we had to ask Chris Bosch about that. So Chris
0: <laughs> Bosh a, uh, I, I, I asked Jalen Rose every year on the anniversary of that. And he goes, I didn't guard him the whole time. I go, Nobody was guarding him the whole time.
3: He well, I think Jalen probably got like 40. He got about 40, 47. <laughs> uh, but I can I say I love the way that Jalen has just, you know, jumped into the 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 funny of it and the commercial that Cove and Jalen <laughs> did was is one of my favorite sports commercials if you know like there's ever been just because of the moment and just like not taking themselves too seriously
0: <laughs> who can score a hundred points in a game will we ever have that
3: I think I think we will um I don't know when um, but it's a lot of guys that can score 100 points in a game <laughs> we got Kevin, Kevin Durant can score 100 points in a game like uh, these guys can score I mean it's so many in the NBA that can fill it up. Um, you know, especially Steph Curry. Steph Curry can possibly score hundred points in a game, right? But you know, the game is a, is played a little different now. Guys are playing way less minutes now, um than, than they were because the game is so much faster. So, but I from a talent standpoint, yeah.
0: See, I see Clay Thompson maybe getting it. Um
3: uh... Well, when well, you could score sixty with
0: like three dribbles <laughs> I know. That's pretty right? pretty amazing if you have Steph out there. What's what's your LeBron story that you'll you'll tell?
3: I mean, I, I will have – I'm lucky enough to have plenty, right? Uh, but I, I think for me, and when I think about from a basketball standpoint, I just think – I think if you haven't seen him away from the TV, if you haven't seen him in practice, if you haven't seen him on off days, if you haven't seen him that way, you, you don't know the greatness of this guy. You get to see it. You get to see highlights and moments, of uh, two hours of him. But if you're behind the scenes, you get to see every day of him. And that's the greatness. And that's what's special, the way that this guy take care of himself, take care of himself, the way that this guy takes, like literally takes no days off from the sense of he's either working on his body, he's working on his mind, he's working on his game. Uh, it's just impressive. You know, I watch the guy practice, you know, and do things in practice that you would never probably see him doing the game. And that's the way he approached every day. So it's, it's, it's so special.
0: What, uh, what kind of athlete is your wife?
3: Hmm. If you let her tell it, let my wife tell it. She's um, she can do all she can quarterback. She can shoot free throws. She can. She's a point guard. She's She played soccer growing up, but ultimately she's just a weekend warrior. That's all she is at this point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you played a pickup game?
3: I don't No, 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 no. I don't play pickup. I don't, I don't play basketball. You're done. Yeah, like I, I shoot jumpers like with my son. <laughs> like I go in the gym and I'm done. I think what's so good about it and what allows me to be able to be done is that I do have a son who is in the game and I'm able to part, you know, all my information and my knowledge and my experience and all my stories. He's willing to listen to him. And so I'm willing to give him all, you know, all of my basketball juices because my body hurt. My last couple of years, my body was hurt. And yeah. and physically it took a toll on me, mentally it took a toll on me. And uh, I don't want that life
0: no more. I'll leave you with this, and I don't know if I ever told you this. When I was handing the uh, NBA title uh, to you, uh, you were the MVP. Shaq's behind me, and Shaq goes, "Hey, he always called, he always thought I was Craig Sager. Hey, Sager, <laughs> Sager, let me let, 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 let me hand the trophy to the little guy." And so Shaq grabbed the MVP. He wanted to hand you that MVP trophy. It meant you oh. meant that much to him, and, and he wanted that moment there. So I'm
3: so I'm so glad he did. Um, I remember that moment. I remember f- like winning the championship and being in the back of the line and everybody was like, yo, D, go to the front, go to the front. I'm like, why are they like, yo, you about to get MVP? And I remember seeing Shaq grab the trophy and hand it all to me. And at that moment, I just remembered everything he told me, like Shaq told me I was going to be one of the greatest to play the game. Shaq told me I was one of the best in the game. And for it to be one year after he came to be able to be hosting up not only an NBA championship, but a
0: finals MVP trophy at 24 years old, like, (laughs) thank you. Pretty good. Did he ever run around practice naked? All the time. Yeah, I know. (laughs) There, (laughs) there, There are a lot of guys who are scarred for life because Shaq would come out and run around the practice naked.
3: Yeah, he never got me, but he got a lot of guys (laughs) updated.
0: (laughs) Hey, uh, love the book. Congratulations, and uh, always great to catch up with you.
3: Man, thank you. I appreciate
0: it. Dwayne Wade, the book, it's a a photographic memoir called Dwayne. It's released today, never before seen photos of his life on and off the court, as he talked about where he grew up, uh, inner city Chicago, and uh, the perspective as an athlete as he looks back on his career. And he's doing an awful lot. You know, affiliated with the Utah Jazz, where he's uh, one of his sons is uh, in the G League with the Utah Jazz. But always great to catch up with him. Yeah, I just I will never forget that that I'm I'm there and we're going to go live on TV, and I hear Shaq behind me. Hey, hey, Sigger, can I? Uh, let me let me hand the trophy to the little guy. And I and, and so they're counting me in my ear like are right, coming back and five. Hey. Sager, let me let me hand, hand hand the little guy the trophy, and I go, okay, and then Shaq grabbed the MVP because he wanted to hand it uh, hand it to uh, Dwayne Wade. He didn't have many scholarship offers. I think he had maybe three or four. That was it, you know, with uh, going to Marquette. Imagine you have your draft party, and somebody says Michael Jordan can't get in. You're like, yeah, right, yeah. Got a bunch of guys on motorcycles out there. Michael Jordan can't get in. Yeah, right. No, no. Michael Jordan wants to get in. And then you run and you're like, Mike, you know, come on in. He's probably like, nah, not now. You know, that's the fun part of this. When when you start and you're covering players, you, you see them when they come in and you see them when they retire. And, you know, to be able to do that for players since, you know 1969 1970 is when i first really watched the nba didn't start covering it until uh, early 80s but you're seeing careers now you're seeing the sons of those careers that you followed pretty crazy tim hardaway junior steph curry with dell curry i mean it's it's pretty amazing yes yeah, Seaton.
2: who the hell you're at an nba draft party in the city of chicago no, and no. you're like sorry Michael Jordan, you don't have the right wristband? I don't know. You're not you are not letting him
0: in? Who the hell doesn't? I could see where if it's, you know, Boston or L.A., you might not allow Jordan in just because of the rivalry. Sure. Bit. But you're in Chicago. Mike shows up on a motorcycle. A local kid gets drafted. Mm. What the heck? All right, let's take a break. We'll get to phone calls coming up. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Back after this. It's easy to say that you must prioritize sleep, but how do you do it when you feel like you never stop moving? How about establish a routine? Keep a consistent sleep-wake time, even on weekends. That helps you be your most productive. And a key factor of your overall sleep health is sleep timing, which can affect your daily alertness, body temperature, appetite, even your metabolism. Maybe uh, eat the right food. Uh, avoid heavy meals and alcohol at least an hour before bedtime and and make sure you watch your caffeine intake. Sleep IQ data shows sleepers who have caffeine in the evening are less restful and have a higher average heart rate than those who don't. Sleep Number is the first place to start because that's the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. It's time for Sleep Number's Black Friday special. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed plus special financing only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com/patrick. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com/patrick for details.
3: Or wherever you get your podcast.
0: Go to danpatrick.com. We got your holidays covered. You got the 2022 calendars, t shirts, hoodies, beanies, official Dan Patrick Show puzzles, pennies, bang biscuits. We got Todd's Limerick greeting cards. We got everything you need. Everything for the holiday season. My wife got to see the calendar last night. She was troubled by it. She kept going, Oh, oh. Seton, who was in our pool, when he was uh, recreating the, uh, uh, never mind. Was that not received positively? Um, hmm. It would. I think it was more of a oh, like that. So I don't know. If, uh, the The pool was cleaned after that. Yeah, there's a fine line between oh, oh. and oh. Oh, <laughs> no, I know it I'd, wasn't that. Are you sure it wasn't more <laughs> of like a oh? Are you no? Oh, okay, no. Uh. Uh, there's nudity, there's nudity in, uh, in this, um, but it's, it's well done. It's great. And, uh, I don't know if we have any more of the autograph calendars, but if you want to place your order, go to danpatrick.com. We'll make sure we get those, uh, sent out to you. A couple of phone calls in here. Kyle in California. Hi, Kyle. What's on your mind today?
2: DP, you guys are
3: talking about Steph and KD. Mm-hmm. After watching Russ play these first fifteen games with the Lakers, God bless KB for playing with that man as long as he did.
2: <laughs> I mean, I can see why he went to go play with Golden State. Literally, Russ can't get
3: out of his own way. He can't. He won't stop shooting threes, Dan. I know. The Lakers. Are, I'm already. I mean, and then watching Lonzo and Caruso last night, it's like, oh my God! And then. Kuz and Montrez, I mean Montrez, whatever, but KCP and Kuz in Washington. Like, would I rather have those guys or us? I'm nervous. I'm worried.
0: Yeah, uh, you right. should be. I know it's 15 games in. Yeah, but I'm, I keep saying, let me wait till LeBron comes back, and then let's see how this team looks, let's say, in January. But it comes down to, you know, if uh, Anthony Davis wants to be one of the best players in the game then he can carry the Lakers. I don't think LeBron can do it. Not on a night-in and night-out basis. And I don't want Russell Westbrook to do it. And then you're going to rely on the younger players on the roster. Well, are they going to contribute the same thing as Golden State's uh, reserves or bench or supporting cast? Because Golden State has a really deep team. And you do have some older guys with Steph, Clay, and Draymond, but you got a lot of younger guys there. And that's what you need for, you know, reinforcements for the regular season. It's just, I don't know what to expect. Phoenix is going to be there again. Denver will be there again. And, you know, Golden State is going to be there again. But I just don't know. I don't expect it much out of the Clippers. Uh, But the Lakers right now, big question mark. They're not a good team. No, they're average right now at best.
1: Yeah, McLevin. Can they be like a number seven seed and then put it all together at the end and be oh, just sure. as
0: dangerous? Sure. I mean, that's a tough out if you're facing them as a seven seed or a six seed. But, you know, I just don't know. LeBron is going to get to that point where it's he's just not going to be able to be LeBron when he wants to be. And, you know, sometimes you're the last to know it. But you're watching LeBron And it's a little bit different. You know, I talked about it. It was no coincidence he was shooting jumpers, shooting threes to start the year. That was, that was no, you know, it was like, oh, he's shooting threes. Like, I think he's trying to take the workload away from that. He can get to the hoop anytime he wants to, he can still go right every single time. There's no better finisher, in my opinion, of getting to the hoop than LeBron. And you know, he's going right and he's going to, he's just so powerful that he could get there when he wants to. It's just the wear and tear. And I think he, he's going to try to conserve his energy, uh, pace, and, and see if he can survive this marathon here. But that's why I think they brought in Russell Westbrook instead of Buddy Heald. They wanted to let Russ run the offense. You know, he's got one speed and it's full speed ahead. But that's not conducive to playing great basketball. And when they have to have Russ play a different role, is he capable of doing that? And I don't know. Also, I, I talked to somebody last night, and he's affiliated with the team, but he's not affiliated with Dallas or the Nets. And uh, we were talking, and I said, uh, you know, does Kyrie, does he come back? And he goes, I would still see him going to Dallas for Kristaps Porzingis. And I go, really? He goes, yeah. You yeah. know, he can, he can go and play in Dallas and uh Texas is going to be friendlier with the uh, vaccine mandates and what's asked of and whatever. And I said, okay. Because he said, hey, I heard you talk about Ben Simmons for Christops. He uh, goes, you know, Mark Cuban would probably swing for the fences and try to get Kyrie in there and have him with Luca. And Christops, you'd send him back to New York and he'd be with the Nets, which I don't know if that works either. But you know, as it is now, you're getting nothing out of Kyrie, so why not get something out of somebody? And Porzingis is, his last two games have been really good, but I mean, he's he's averaging twenty and eight. I mean, he's never going to average as much as he should when you think somebody that talented. But you no, know, I I think he's had a hard time meshing with Luca, and and he was going to be the star, and then Luca comes in, and he realizes he's not the star. If you're not going to be the star, do you want to be on a team like the Nets that has a chance to win the championship? I don't know if that, if that would come to fruition, but this is somebody who was uh, with a team and, and said, why not take a swing at Kyrie? Yeah, McLevin. Who takes the last shot if uh, Kyrie went to Dallas? Both amazing last-minute players. <laughs> well, I like having that problem if you want to call it a problem. You know, it's like you said, hey, you can have uh, KD or you can have Steph. Like, there's no wrong answer here. Absolutely not. Uh, let's see. Don in California. Hi, Don. What's on your mind?
2: Hi, Dan. Hey, Don. Uh, first time, long time. Uh, 5'10", 155. Um, I'm a little older than you are. I, I turned the car on when you were talking about uh, Michael Jordan and Elgin Baylor. Yeah. In today's game, uh, Baylor would be a guard. Uh I don't know if you ever had a chance to see Baylor in see him play. I, I, I don't think you're old enough.
0: No, but he I was have. hurt the year. Um, I saw the Lakers in 71 in person. Um, mm-hmm. And it's at the tail end of El, Elgin's career. So I only saw highlights of him. And looked at his stat even from college, where I think he averaged 20 points, 20 rebounds at uh, Seattle University. But um, I, I I know when we compare these you know generations, and it's dangerous there. Yeah, I know Elgin Baylor in today's game. Well, he wouldn't be the same. I, I understand that. Bill Russell wouldn't be either. Bob Cousy wouldn't be either. George Mikan wouldn't. Bob Pettit wouldn't. They would adjust to the time period because they were still elite basketball players. But I know when we go off, well, Michael played bad I know. I don't want to get into that kind of discussion. Elgin Baylor was a wonderful player ahead of his time. That's all I know. But he was injured. He had a knee injury, and I didn't see him play in person. Yeah, Paul.
2: They they do that a lot with eras, and they say people now can jump so much higher and they're so much more explosive. Chris Paul is pretty good, and he can't get rim. You know, that those players from the 70s, yeah. Isaiah Thomas is more athletic than Chris Paul. Yeah. Right, So there, it doesn't just work that way that everyone's more athletic these days.
0: Yeah, and, and look, Bill Russell might be the greatest winner of all time. But Bill Russell, you wouldn't need a, pers- a player of his caliber now. Like, Jokic isn't athletic. I mean, he's not winning a dunk contest. He just knows how to play. And a lot of times, that's the guy who always makes you nervous. It's the guy who knows how to play. Because I played against guys who had unbelievable athleticism. Crazy. But they didn't know how to use it. You know, you'd get into warmups and they were spectacular. And then you get in the game and you go, why isn't he dominating? I mean, Steph Curry is, I don't know if he can dunk. If he can, it's barely. He's not the quickest guy, fastest guy, but he knows how to play basketball. Magic, you know, Magic knew how to play the game. It wasn't he was a great leaper. He didn't have a, a jump shot. He just understood the angles of the game. Larry Bird, they understood the angles of the game. And there's something to be said about that. It's kind of a lost art uh, because there's not as much movement as there used to be. You know, backdoor screens, you know, constantly moving without the ball. And uh, now it's more of a stand around game. Uh, Next hour, we'll talk about the uh, Boston Celtics of the mid 80s. Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe has a new book out. Talk to him. Uh, Justin in Arkansas. Let me try to squeeze you in, Justin. What's on your mind?
3: Uh, good morning, Dan. Thanks for
2: taking my call. Yep. Uh, Second-time caller. I wanted to, first of all, apologize for the last time I called. I made a uh, ridiculous trade proposal.
3: I'm the one that said that I would trade Donovan Mitchell for Ben Simmons. Okay. So,
2: just wanted to apologize for that. But I do have a real trade proposal. What do you think about trading Ben Simmons for um, Russell Westbrook?
0: <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think Philadelphia wants Russell Westbrook. I wouldn't. Find the Lakers, Ben Simmons, I'd have to think about that. Kind of down on Russell Westbrook. Two hours in the books, one more to go. Dan Patrick Show. One more item, second hour, Stiefel here for the rescue. Past year brought a lot of changes to our lives. Some of you, that means you change jobs. Maybe you're considering retirement. And if that's the case, then do you have enough money to retire? What about handling your retirement accounts? Retirement's a big step, and when it comes to investing for retirement, most people can't afford to make mistakes. Stiefel has helped clients like you manage investments for over 130 years. Your Stiefel financial advisor can help you create a personalized retirement plan, understand your options for claiming Social Security, and implement an investment portfolio designed around your needs. Plus, Stiefel clients have access to Stiefel's award winning equity research and investment strategy views. So you're making a more informed decision regarding your portfolio. Find your Stiefel financial advisor at Steeple.com. It's spelled S T I F E L. Steeple.com, Steeple Nicholson Company Incorporated, member S I P C. In NYSE.